All right, welcome back to the Real Alpha Talk podcast with Aaron and Abby. Hello, Abby. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, Aaron. How are you doing? Going, going well. Going well. It's uh, Wednesday here in Australia. Um, what day is it in in Portugal? Are you guys a day behind us? Yeah, it's actually Portugal morning Wednesday. So yeah, just getting going. Uh, okay. There you go. Okay. So this uh, episode, we're chatting about planning, the key to success. So we're going to touch on the advantages of planning, but also the disadvantages of planning. Um, we're going to provide some specific examples where it, you know, it's beneficial and also share a, will, a real world case study to provide uh, our listeners with some key takeaways with at the end. So, uh, Abby, you're going to chat about some disadvantages of planning. Is that right? I am indeed, Aaron. Yes. So, I mean, disadvantages can include that it's time-consuming. Um, I find a lot not 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 just in acting. I think in any aspect of life, when planning, you can have an idea of what you might want to set out, and you can build all the foundations that you need to plan. But sometimes it doesn't go to plan. Um, as I'm sure a lot of people can probably relate to. Um, it can also lead to inflexibility and rigidity. Um, and the expectations can actually be a disappointment. So you might feel so dissatisfied with what you've actually not achieved. There are obviously huge advantages as well. But I don't know about you, Aaron, like, have you ever found, like, have you, can you pinpoint a time in your life where you've planned out a whole strategy and you've planned it, you've written it all out, you've visualized it, and it's just not gone to plan. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I wanted to kick off this business right before COVID hit and I uh, had a perfect plan, you know. <laughs> it was, everything was perfect. I was going to stay in the job I was in. Um, I was going to use my available resources there and then, and then COVID hit, um, and then I was made redundant in my job and I had to find a new job. I was financially in a difficult spot for a long time. And so that plan just didn't go ahead, you know. <laughs> and uh, I was devastated. It really put me back mentally, you know, put me, in, put, put me in a hole because I had this passion project that I wanted to do, but I couldn't do it. And for one, one way or another, it was an excuse not to do anything, but still it, it affected me. So I had a really good plan. But I just didn't go ahead. So um, I could blame, blame other things, but I think it was myself. I really should have just been prepared for that kind of thing. But it's a black swan event. Um, a pandemic is like a once in a, I don't know, a decade event type thing. So it's it's really hard to go, uh, yeah, plan around a pandemic, you know. <laughs> but I should have been prepared for every scenario. Just It just didn't eventuate, you know. Um, I even had a financial plan to sell my house so that I'd have funds. Um, but my, my house was on the market and I couldn't sell it just due to COVID. So I ended up paying like a get out clause fee for the marketing, paid like two and a half K just to pay the real estate agent off and um, lost money. <laughs> so just uh, real depressing, unfortunately. But, you know, the, these things happen. So you got to be prepared for the things that can happen as well. That's what I learned. The biggest thing was be prepared for 
things that may happen. It's like Murphy's Law. You know, if it can happen, it will happen. Yeah, so, uh, yeah absolutely. A, my, my friend actually said something to me a while back which resonates with that. He said, oh, I'm going to go and forget what it was now. <laughs> it was basically be expect the worst and then basically if you expect the worst all the time then anything good after that can always happen and part of me agrees with it but I'm also like but there's that hopeful as well there's being hopeful and dreaming and believing and manifesting I'm a massive manifester and I can imagine how that really hit you harder and there that's it's not a nice thing to have to go through especially financially as well it's it's a huge loss emotionally and and financially which is really really tricky and let's hope that it is only a once in a decade situation with the COVID situation um but like myself if I can relate to anything I would probably say not just in COVID times but personally I had a really rough time back in 2012 and I had all these plans but life had other plans for me unfortunately and not even just life um unfortunately I was spiked uh, which I'm also happy to talk about uh, my drink was spiked at a party and it completely changed my whole world it literally threw everything up in the air I was in London and because of everything that happened to me and I can now talk about it without crying which is amazing after all these years 10 years on I can talk about it and um, it completely switched my life around I was living in London I was with a flatmate Um, yes I was a little bit lonely but I was I was creating life for myself and then to have the rug swept right under my feet um, to then move back to Portugal to be supported by my family which I couldn't have done anything without them you know and I know a lot of the things that you have to do to recover from anything is is self-belief and self within within yourself but it, it really helps to have that support from family and friends it, it's massive massive help but that that is a, a pure example of I had all these plans I was going to get back into acting I, w- I had a regular job but I was going to get back into acting because being an actress you you do have to unless you're extremely extremely lucky to have so much success early on but you know, you do you do have to have extra jobs. You have, you might have to be a waitress. You might, you know, I was working in a sports club, so you do, I was going to go out there. I was going to do all my auditions and everything, and and then my world changed. I was even going to move to Australia back then. I was going to move to Australia a few few months ago as well, but that never happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can have all these mindset, but life sometimes has other plans for you. And like you just mentioned, Aaron, you have to be prepared for the for the unprepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's ironic too, because um, my career is actually I specialize in safety, so we do a lot of risk management, <laughs> and uh, it's really uh, ironic that I wasn't prepared for the, that kind of a th- event. Um, but like, there's pros and cons to planning, you know. Um, there's some things you just can't plan for, you know, like what happened with you and, you know, for, for you know, for in those situations, what, what do you do? You have to kind of pick yourself up and you have to move on. Um, we're yeah. both testament to that because we're here, you know, we're still pushing forward, which is great. You know, it's a good sign of resilience, but... <laughs> in those moments it's like it can really hurt you you know when you aren't prepared for the worst case scenario like how do you prepare for you know uh trauma in your life i don't know it's just 
Yeah, I don't think anyone if even... If we were all prepared for trauma, we probably wouldn't need therapy, would we? You know, so I don't know. True, good point there. <laughs> I think there are obviously the massive, massive advantages of planning, but then there is that disappointment it can lead to if you if you have everything set out. I'm a big manifester. I actually created a vision board <laughs> recently and I was like, right, I'm going to have this and this. And a lot of it is materialistic and that is okay to, to want those things as well. No matter how much someone has in their life or yeah. doesn't have in their life, it's still okay to want those things, the house, the car, the family. Um, I dream of having big, big plans of having a studio of my own. I have actually got a little booth, but I have dreams of Abigail Voices becoming a, an emperor, empire uh, with a team of writers and animators and all sorts. But And, and it's not to say that's not going to happen. It just might have happened differently. It's what you build well, up. And, and that's the thing about... That's the thing about manifestation too. Like, um, I learned this probably when I le- left the military. Um, I think in the military I wasn't as a as creative in thinking as I am now. Um, not going to blame the military. It's just probably just wasn't open minded. You know, didn't have that open mindset. But um, when I did leave the military, I didn't really have a plan. But I knew that I had to move on, and. I found it quite hard because socially uh, I had to say goodbye to a lot of friends and I wasn't supported enough or at least the military didn't make me feel supported when I was leaving. So I kind of felt a little bit of isolation when I left and also that loss of identity as well. You know, you wear a uniform from 18 through to 28 and you start to embody that persona. So when I left, I found it really hard and I thought, you know, I can't live like this, so I have to set some goals. But at the time, I actually set some goals that I thought were unrealistic. I thought, all right, I'm going to set some goals that I don't know if I can achieve or not, like you said, manifestation. And um, it's kind of a crazy story, but I set a goal to buy a house. I set a goal to earn over six figures. Um, I set a goal to go on a holiday. I set a goal to find the love of my life. And... After 12 months, I didn't achieve all of those things, I can tell you. But but I was surprised when I did achieve the six-figure income and I was surprised that I did uh, buy a house. And it wasn't, I didn't really, didn't really keep track of these goals, but uh, within 12 months, um, I had achieved that. But it's funny because I kind of let myself down a bit because it came to Christmas time. And I realized I hadn't achieved any of those goals. But then I reminded myself, I didn't set these goals until mid-year, you know. So I, had, I was like, oh, I've still got six months to, the, to achieve these goals, you know. And in one way or another, it just sort of happened. I don't know how it happened. Um, I didn't set any smart goals like people say to I didn't set any action steps. I just wanted to manifest it, you know, and see if it worked and some of it worked like i don't know i'm sure manifestation is very important especially in acting yeah absolutely i mean i'm still waiting for that call from disney for frozen three but they haven't actually called me yet which i'm very disappointed about but i keep bugging them about it so hopefully one day they will um no but all jokes aside like you just mentioned Aaron, about you know you were disappointed with yourself because you hadn't achieved everything on that list or on that plan that you wanted and that that is one of the disadvantages of planning because you think oh gosh i've really not 
I feel so disappointed in myself. But you have to realize that you have set those goals. Therefore, you wanted to make a change in your life. Therefore, you should be super proud of yourself because you're the only one who sets those goals. No one else is telling you you have to do those things. Those are things that you crave in your life to make your life the way you want it to be. And for me, in terms, not just in terms of acting, but anything in life, like last year I set out to buy a car and I achieved that, which I was super, super happy. Um, but it, it doesn't always go that way. Like I bought my sister's car and um, I'm, I'm super grateful because I knew that was the first step after living back with my family who live in the countryside. I wanted to be in, a, in a, closer to a town. So I was like, I know that by moving out, I need a car. So I was like, there's no point in moving out until I have a car. So <laughs> I made a plan and I stuck to it. And although I set out for those, like you just mentioned about the six figure, you know, the the figures that you want to be earning per year or per month or what have you. Unfortunately, I haven't seen those advantages, but I always have to look back and think, well, this time last year, I, I hadn't bought a car. This time last year, I didn't have a part time job. This time last, you know, you have to realize how far you've come. And especially personally in the last 10 years, I just look back and I go, wow. I actually achieved that and some of it I didn't even plan. Even better. <laughs> That's good, you know. I think um yeah, when it comes to goal setting and planning, um there's just so many pros and cons to it and there's just some things you can't plan for. Um I once heard a story about this uh fighter pilot who was um he was in a a steep a steep dive. And um, something happened with his uh, co-pilot, something like that. And the co-pilot ended up coming so close uh, in a maneuver to his aircraft and he had like a millisecond to react. And there was no planning for this kind of scenario, just sort of he just had to react. And apparently if he had have waited any longer to think about it, they would have he would have crashed and he would have been dead. And there was no, there's no situation like that you can plan for. And it's almost like you cannot think in that situation. If you take time to think, you're dead. So like some, some professions out there literally live with this kind of, yes, they plan, but only to an extent. And there's another saying that I've heard, and this is from a close mentor of mine. He always says that the 80, aim for that 80% solution, like 80% solution, um, his eighty percent solution is my like my hundred and fifty percent solution anyway, because <laughs> he's an engineer. <laughs> but my eighty percent solution is probably like his fifty percent or whatever. I don't know, but I don't want to do the math right now. Hopefully, no one, no mathematicians are listening to this. <laughs> but um, yeah, basically, like a good plan. A good plan is a flexible plan, but also if you can think of a contingency or some of the risks ahead, then you can plan around that as well, which is important. Um, yeah, definitely. At the end of the day, there's just going to be some scenarios that you can't plan for. And it's almost like mentally, you should mentally visualize a worst case scenario in a way that you can go, oh, at least I'll be mentally prepared to do something or react in a way. I don't know. But Yeah. Yeah. You're right there. Um, and I think, um, yeah, planning something that if it doesn't go go well if it doesn't go to plan having a backup um and thinking in the moment like you just mentioned about that you know I actually had a it was a very very near miss uh, snowmobiling accident back in 2007 and there was no time for planning but uh, I was stupidly I was following a group of family and friends and I was following someone 
and I braked around a corner and I ended up in a tree, which you shouldn't actually brake around a corner. I've discovered. Um, but I didn't have time to think. I felt myself being out of control. And it, it was one of those things where you see your life flashing. You, you, you hear about it in the movies, but it really felt like my life was flashing. But it felt like, I'm, and it wasn't that big a drop, but it felt like I was having a flying lesson. Honestly, it was like, woo, and into a tree. And then I was, I was static. And then everyone realized, obviously, I think my dad was actually behind me. He came rushing down. Luckily, we were wearing helmets, thank goodness. Um, and I was just in the tree. I was stuck in the tree. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. And then I started swearing like, F, 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 F. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then they, they dragged. I was more worried about the poor snowmobile. I was like, oh, my God, have I ever done to it? But I actually managed to drive it back because there was no other option. It's like getting getting back on a bike or a horse, isn't it? You, you have to get back up. But that I would use that as, as anything then <clears throat> going forward. I'm like, well, if you can get back on that horse or on that bike or on that snowmobile, then anything can happen in life. And I'm very, very extremely lucky that nothing worse happened, obviously. But that is that fight or flight moment because I was literally flying in the air. Um, but but using that as 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 a platform for anything then I think it sh it shocks you and then also what happened to me back in 2012 when I you know moved back here and everything it shakes you up to thinking differently about everything in life I think uh, trauma can can go one way or another and it can set you back massively and sometimes I think I'm I'm my own like counselor because I did some counseling previously and I was like I don't and, and people get on with it some people don't but I just felt like why am I talking about my feelings that I feel bad about to feel worse about talking about my feelings. <laughs> and I know that's probably quite contradictory and sorry to anyone who's, who's a counselor. Like I have friends who are counselors, you know, and I don't want to take away anyone's jobs, but I felt like my family and friends were my counselors as well as myself because I set those goals. I set those physical plans as well. Um, working out is a huge, huge, huge thing in my, my brain. Like some people like to meditate. Some people like to do yoga or, or you know, something's a bit softer. Or I, I mean, I love going for walks on the beach and stuff to clear my head. But for me, having a plan in my day <clears throat> that includes a workout, like lifting weights is a huge thing for me. So I'm like, oh my God, I feel so strong when I'm doing this. And I might not look like a bodybuilder, but I feel empowered by it. And those are the foundations that I think you need in order to to make a plan for the rest of your life. Because if you don't have that that mindset, then it, mm -hmm. not just physically, anything anything that you set out to do in your day, then if it doesn't make you happy and if it's not bringing you that strength within, then what's it all about? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um... And also with planning, you can um, overanalyze a situation as well. And it can, I mean, you and I, I think both you and I, we're, we're decision makers. We'll make a decision based on a, a set of information. We'll just go with it. But there may be some people that overanalyze and then they end up making no decision, you know. <laughs> and that can be a detriment in planning as well, I think. Um, I'm guilty of it, procrastination or analysis or paralysis by analysis. Like you overanalyze the situation. I think I did it for years before I decided to do something, you know. And I figured out at that point that um, time is constant, you know. You, you'll be in the same position in one year if you don't do nothing, if you do nothing. 
So it's better to do something and move forward in some direction than go in no direction and basically be in the same position, especially if you have this desire to do something like, for me, it was like, oh, I want to do engineering. I want to pursue engineering. I didn't end up doing a bachelor's, but I did a diploma. And that was a challenge because my friends are out partying on a weekend <laughs> and I'm there st- studying on a weekend. Like I didn't need to, earning good money. Um, but I just thought I need to do something. And I want to go further. What's the next step? And not many people around me were taking that next step. So it's like, well, I just have to do it. You know, so, but, yeah. Absolutely. I think that that really says something about your character. And, and I think we're both very similar minded in that it really says something about a person if they're willing to change something that they're not happy about. <coughs> Excuse me. I agree. Yeah. And, and as much as there so, are the disadvantages. Sorry. Yeah, I guess um, there are some, obviously, advantages to planning too. Um, Obviously, it helps you set a clear goal and objective for where you want to go from point A to point B. It's important to know that, you know, uh, you've got some sort of GPS and, you know, it's important to uh, make sure you've got enough fuel in the tank and the right resources to get from point A to point B. It's also important to consider the vehicle, you know. So, um, for example, as a metaphor, you can't get from Australia to Hawaii in a car. So, you're going to have to go by boat or by air, you know. So, these are the things that you got to consider when you want to get from point A to point B in your life as well. You know, you need uh, a GPS as well. You need someone that can help you, help guide you there. Um, if not, you need to find the guidance online or somewhere to get from point A to point B too. So that's going to increase your chances of success. Um, and then it's important to break it down into like a roadmap. You know, I'm not talking about extensive planning, but at least break it down into phases. Like this is the planning phase. This is the execution phase. And this is uh, the risks and contingencies. These are the basic things that may happen. Um, and what am I going to do about it? Am I going to come back to the um, first phase, or am I going to push forward and take some risks, calculated risks? Um, and that'll help you prioritize tasks and allocate like the resources as well, like, you, you know, making sure you have the right people. If you're starting to uh, build a business, for example, or simply if you're going to go to uni or a, a new college like, like you did, Abby, with acting, I'm sure that you had to have some yeah. finances in place before you had to uh, before you wanted to embark on something so significant like studying voice voice acting. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was absolutely. a scholarship that was paid for you. No, no. It was I was very grateful and very lucky that my parents were able to support me when I went to acting school and um you know I, I couldn't I couldn't have done it without them because coming from I don't know if it was that because of coming from an international background they wouldn't have given me that kind of support there but it wasn't a university it was it was like a private college basically so it was it was Monday to Friday it was absolutely exhausting it wasn't like uni where you just do like one day a week or (laughs) turn up for your lecture whenever you want it was literally nine to five Monday to Friday and it was it was intense but it was yeah it was super awesome um but you can yeah I think you can have 
like I, I think I mentioned about, you know, turning up to the audition last week and uh, crying at my first audition, but <clears throat> you can have all these plans and hopes and dreams after you've finished this. Like I always wanted to go into theater or, or, and I never realized that I wanted to go into voice acting until I came back to Portugal. And I had to really think about, I had to narrow everything down because I don't, if you're not sufficient enough in one area, that can be completely detrimental to your, to your planning process. Because I think if you have too many wild, not wild, because they're all incredible hopes and dreams, but you really have to narrow them down. Like I had about 20 different things on my list and I was like, whoa, this is just too overwhelming. I need to go back and think what's most important. How do I get there? as well because that is a massive thing I think you were, you were just saying like how do you build up those foundations to actually get from A to B you had to yeah I had to have a GPS basically and in, in finding my way to voice acting because I didn't I didn't know it was within me but I think a lot of that was because I had um <clears throat> I had you know I hadn't had my confidence for a long time so hiding for me hide the hiding behind a mic seemed like the perfect opportunity um so I think, yeah, going going forward, it was like, oh, well, what can I do? I can, I can be behind a mic. I can be in my pajamas. That's great. Um, <laughs> like, you don't know, but I'm actually in my pajamas now. No, I'm joking. Um, no, but I think that was the whole thing throughout COVID as well. Everyone was was forced to do things differently. And because I was found myself back here, then, you know, I had to, I had to do things differently. They didn't go to plan. Um Therefore, I had to change change the plan up wildly and narrow down the things that were most important to me. And now I think I'm le- leading a happier life because I'm also not saying yes to the things that I had to felt like I had to do. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I, <clears throat> when I first moved back, I was doing all sorts of jobs that I didn't want to do. And I was like, well, why am I doing this if it's not making me happy? Like I know I wanted to, you know, my parents were supporting me for so long and I felt almost guilty that they were. Therefore, I just wanted to jump into anything that was going because I couldn't I couldn't think about anything else that I wanted to do. So, yeah, I did, I did quite a lot of things, but they didn't go to plan. Um, and that, that can always be, I guess, not, not depressing, but it can make you down it really can make you down because you feel disappointed in yourself. And I know that you shouldn't be because like, like I mentioned before, if if we have that, that those hopes and dreams that we want to get there, then that says something about that person who wants to change. I guess that's a good segue into the, uh, a case study that I came across with regard to planning as well. Um, came across this interesting case study it's it's a military sort of uh graphic case study so just a um i guess a word of warning for anyone listening but um it's not too gory it's just about how the still team six um carried out their planning for uh the capture of osama bin laden so it's quite a well-documented special forces mission and um, still, Team Six is quite well known. They've made, I think, they've made movies, including like the mantra of Still Team Six and how they've conducted their missions. So, like, they're quite the prominent team. I don't actually know anyone in the team, but um, basically, the planning for that mission was all experiential. So they carried out like scenarios, and they they did actual practice runs based on what they knew about the environment and 
when I say the environment, like the compound where the 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 um the guy, uh, what's his name, Asama, was living. Um, so they actually built a compound similar and conducted simulated events around that, so that they could basically cover off um, every scenario in a way that when they got there, they didn't have to think because they've come across every scenario. They know how to mitigate every risk, um, even down to the point where one of the aircraft actually crashed on site. So they knew what to do in the event that that would happen. So they had to destroy the aircraft because it had a lot of top secret um, crypto in the aircraft that they had to destroy so that the enemy couldn't get hold of it. But um, essentially the SEALs conducted multiple mock-up rehearsals of the raid to ensure that all the moving parts were in sync and that each team member actually knew their role. So they also thoroughly studied the layout of the compound and created detailed maps and diagrams to familiarize themselves with the surroundings. So this is taking planning to like the nth degree, but it's also it's also carrying out an experiential simulated event. So it's it's a really good way to take visualization to the next step. It's kind of like what what you would probably do in acting is actually practicing what's happening and um, yeah. practicing the script, I suppose. And once the planning phase was complete, the SEALs were actually able to execute the raid with exact precision. So there was no time wasted. I think it was conducted in less than an hour or two. So they entered the compound, located Bin Laden, eliminated him without any casualties on their side, which is a massive advantage, uh, massive benefit to the team. Obviously, they didn't lose anyone. Um, The successful outcome of the mission was largely due to the extensive planning that went into it. So... The SEALs were able to anticipate and mitigate those risks and they were able to move swiftly and efficiently through the compound because they had studied it. You know, they went through it in advance many times. And I guess it's it's a real-world example which demonstrates the importance of, like, planning in, like, a high-stakes situation where you don't have room for error, you know. And when the stakes are high and the risks are great like this mm-hmm. and you take the time to plan carefully... Like if you're planning a trip uh, from Australia to New Zealand in a yacht, for example, you don't really have many contingencies that you can act enact apart from maybe taking a you know a sat phone and calling SOS, you know. So like yeah, situation like that, you know, you kind of need to go through scenarios and practice, and that's when where experience comes in as well. It's like you can use experience to your advantage at that point because you know you've come across so many different scenarios that you could possibly face, you can just react rather than have to go back to the drawing board. I mean, they can't go back to the drawing board. These SEALs, like, they're out there behind enemy lines. They're not even supposed to be in the country. They didn't have clearance, like, from the local government. So, I mean, they they mess up, they mess up, you know. They get caught, they get caught. It's like, that's that's it. You know, they're probably thrown in jail. Who knows what what would have happened, but... But I guess there's some key yeah, takeaways no... from this podcast, I guess. Um, <clears throat> the key takeaways that I've written down anyway, and fill me in if I've missed anything, Abby. Um, so there's, there is an importance of setting goals and objectives, but it's also good to have a, a flexible plan around that. You know, like don't go down the path of paralysis by analysis. Like 
plan to a certain extent, but also use visualization and manifestation if you want to get from point A to point V efficiently. You know, you know, if you want to set a twelve-month goal, set it, but don't don't set something that um, don't don't set a goal and then try to break it down into steps where it's like it's you know, like you said, if you have twenty goals or twenty things you want to achieve, it's just like the list is too much. You know, so you got to sort of set boundaries around it as well. Um, you know, you got to consider the pros and cons of planning. You know, planning uh, a day trip out to the country versus planning a trip to Hawaii from the country you're from. It's going to be different elements of planning there. You know, um, it's important to have a look at your plan and go, is it viable? You know, can I get from point A to point B efficiently, effectively? Um, have I considered the different risks, scenarios that might come across, you know. I mean, no one really would think of the worst-case scenario when they're going on a holiday, right? But <laughs> That's true. It's probably important to think about, oh, what would happen if my passport went missing, for example? Like, in that situation, what do you do? And I've heard situations where this has happened to people that have to go to the local embassy to compare complete nightmare it ruins their holiday but for me i'm like in that situation i'm just going to email myself a copy of my passport i don't know if it's going to help but if i lose my wallet whatever what am i going to do i don't have cash you can't just go to the local bank they don't have the same banks or whatever all these situations can happen um versus if you just go into a local trip down into the country you might just get a flat tire or something like that are you prepared for that do you have a spare tire in the boot do you have the jack? I mean, I actually had this problem once. Uh, I went to go change my tire. <laughs> Thankfully, it was at home, but I didn't have the tools in the boot because I only just bought this car, but I, I didn't check that they had the tools. I was like, all right, so they sold me this car. I don't even have the, the right tool. I, I couldn't even undo the bolt. I'm like, geez, I'm like glad this ha- didn't happen on the highway, you know? So <laughs> it just happens to the best of us, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, last point yeah, I got was um, <laughs> last point I got was, and we didn't really touch on this, but um, getting feedback from others. It's not something I do when I'm executing a plan that's ambitious, um, because I found that not everyone has the same mindset as you, and they don't have the same ambition as you. So if you set a crazy plan, um, for example, I have told my dad about some plans of mine and he's always like looking at oh but what if this happens or what what if that happens and i'm like i'm not thinking about that i'm thinking about the plan that is going to happen <laughs> you know so i don't know if you've come across <laughs> that with voice acting because i guess acting is quite ambitious endeavor like have you ever come across people that have like <laughs> tried to talk you out of things or try to talk you into just getting a nine to five or um, not necessarily nine to five, but I think when I first told people that I was, and I shouldn't worry about what other people think, this is a huge mistake that I think a lot of us make because you have to do the things that bring you the most joy in life and you have to kind of drown out the noise sometimes. But when it um, when it came to actually doing voice acting, I never really, and this isn't, this is like full disclosure, this is like something that people wouldn't, you know, I'm not hiding it from anyone, but we didn't actually like I, I studied acting and I studied singing and we touched on, we did vocal techniques, but those are the foundations that I needed to become 
a voiceover artist, but I never did a specific course in voice artistry. Um, but uh, I mean, sometimes you do things that you're not necessarily tra- trained in. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's something that I wanted to do. And I was like, well, I know I'm good at it and that's okay to say as well. I am good at it. So I'm going to do it. I'm good at accents. And it started out just being with accents. And then I kind of got the, the vibe and uh, this is, I'm not going to mention anyone specific, but I did kind of get the vibe that, you know, maybe I should have done a course or maybe I'm not good enough or, you know, I kind of self-doubted myself for a long time, but I was like, well, no, this is the plan that I have to bring me some joy in life. And I know I'm good at it. So I'm going to bloody well do it. Um, but as far as like acting, oh God, it was a huge challenge to do when I mentioned about being Dorothy on stage. Um, you know, that, that was a huge challenge and no one, no one actually said anything about that because they were really happy for me. And I think if, if people aren't happy for you, and I, and I know it can come from a place of concern and and people tr- thinking that they might be helping, but um, but sometimes it doesn't help because you just you're like, no, this is my plan. I don't tell you what to do. So I, I would like to. And if it fails, it fails. That is that is the whole thing about about planning is sometimes it can fail, and those failures mm-hmm. you use to your advantage because then you know for next time that you you're not going to make those same mistakes again. You might make other mistakes, but you're not going to make the same mistake hopefully not going to make the same mistake again but I was just like no I needed to build this foundation for myself and um and I was going to do it and I did it so there you go (laughs) (laughs) well I think um like if anyone was going to take away anything from this episode I think it's important to Set a plan and stick to it, at least with the principle in mind. Like if you want to get somewhere that's ambitious, don't give up. You know, if something does happen, don't give up on it. Like just come back to it when you can. You know, it's not about going back to the drawing board. It's about having the resilience to pursue your dream and forge ahead despite what's happening if there are some things that happen deal with it and then come back to it like don't give up on it um i think it's really important things will happen and (laughs) things do happen like we've come across just chatting about it in this um episode yeah and i think some of the the closing points that i would would offer my advice i guess and not necessarily telling people what to do but like you just said don't give up think about the plan properly think about how you're going to get there write it down i think writing is a huge thing if it's sometimes in your brain you can you can get a bit muddled with it all it's like any to-do list you need to write it down and so i need to pay this or i need to do this or i need to go to the the supermarket whatever you need to do plan it write it down brainstorm somebody called it a brain dump once i think that was a brilliant (laughs) brilliant saying but don't be afraid don't be afraid to try don't be afraid to fail and go after what you want even if it comes down to making time for a friend to have a coffee and a chat with a friend plan that because if that means something to you then you'll always make time for it that's amazing i think that's a really good good point to cover off on yep if it means something to you you will make it happen Exactly. And I guess another point on that is 
Um, do it because you said you were going to do it. You know, have have that uh, integrity in yourself. Like if you are procrastinating, if you are putting something off, have a think about what's what the effect it's going to have on you long term. You know, are you going to get to a later stage in your life and have a regret that you didn't follow through with what you said you were going to do? Like, to me, that's a bigger risk in life is not doing it versus doing it. Like, consider the risks of not following through with your dream, your plan, your passion, and then think to yourself, how's that going to really affect me, you know, internally, externally, your family, um, the future, all these things. Um, I feel like the greatest success I've had in my life is being revolved around taking those calculated or sometimes disproportionate risks where I didn't know the outcome or know what it was going to be, but I just had that feeling that it was going to work out. And I think for anyone listening, you know, don't just take our word for it. Have a crack, go for it, and follow through. Yeah. Back to you, Abby. Another huge, huge thing is to take away is to think about why why you're doing it as well is it for you because if it's not for you then then don't do it i know everyone's personal and financial circumstances are hugely hugely different but if you're doing anything whether it's a workout whether it's meeting up with that friend saying yes to that party or saying yes to to anything make sure you're doing it for you and make sure you plan it for you because this is your life it's no one else's plan and and be okay if it doesn't go to plan. Yeah. Things aren't always going to go to plan. And uh, that's about, I mean, that's life, isn't it? It's going to hit you. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Things don't always go to plan. But that's part of it. I mean, that's just part of any plan. Uh, I, I learned a pretty valuable lesson that, um, I mean, most people wouldn't learn very many valuable lessons at officers training school. But for me, um, there was a leadership exercise where uh, we got told to take a certain amount of resources on a trip and we had to hypothetically go and rescue someone. And uh, we had like a certain allocated time. I think we had three hours or something. Um, But we had to carry all this equipment and we only had five people or something like that. We needed 10 people to really oh. carry everything and swap people, swap people out and in. So it was really like there was a lot of heavy stuff that we had to carry. But the problem with that was I stuck to the rules too far, too much. I mean, I really didn't really uh, think outside the box and I probably could have sought approval from higher up to take less equipment um, considering that we didn't have the resources. So really valuable lesson because, you know, um, Everyone was exhausted and that they were kind of pissed off with me too because I didn't even ask. But because it was an assessment, no one really suggested anything either. So it was like one of those things where it's, it's a simulated environment, but it's also not not simulated to an extent where people can help you out. So it's sort of like you are the leader, you, you go ahead, you do this task, run the team. And in the end, in the end, we got there. But I think uh, I think we had like 
five minutes to spare or something like that. So it was a real tight timeline. Yeah, that, that's a, a huge pressure to have, even if it was, even if it was for testing purposes. <laughs> it happens in real life too. You know, projects forge ahead with minimal resources, uh, especially in engineering projects where they don't have enough people or they can't like. There seems to be a massive skills skills shortage across the industry, um, as always. And you know, people are operating at one point five or two point five percent of what they their capacity is, and people get burnt out. They leave, then they just swap that person out. They get a new one. So it happens yeah. in leadership all the time. But it doesn't mean it's okay. It, it means that you should look at at the situation and go, "How can I make this better?" You know, that's part of leadership is yeah. looking at looking at the rules, what can be broken, what can I get approval for, what can be achieved rather than <clears throat> looking at, you know, oh, we need to get A, B, A, B, C done regardless. Like regardless of the mental health or state of my people, we are going to achieve this. So, yeah, it's not going to be sustainable long term. Yeah, and you just mentioned, Aaron, about about burnout. And if your mind, I was just going to mention probably one of my my final uh, sort of closing points there was, if your mindset isn't there, then then take that take that time out to recognize that. And like the other day, I was stressing out that I was not going to get something done in time, and I was like. I'm saying all the, the the words of the script. I was messing up on the lines and I was like, oh my God, I just need to take a moment because I was getting so stressed out. I was like, what would the worst thing, what would be the worst thing that could happen if I don't finish this today? I'll do it tomorrow. And sometimes, yes, we might be pushed for deadlines and we might be pushed for other people's deadlines, but you have to have a clear mindset in order to grow. And if you if you constantly think that you've got to do things now 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 as well, then that was also my my massive thing to narrowing down my list was that I was like no because if I if I constantly think I've got twenty million things to do I'll never be finished in life like apparently so there's a saying like your in- inbox will always be full that's a, a really good way like you, you die with a, a, an inbox basically of unread emails and messages and un, un you know unfinished jobs so I think just taking that time out do the things that you need to do to get there and then any plan that you have big or small you will you will succeed whether it's now tomorrow a year a month two years anytime you will you will make it happen well thanks for um, joining us today abby that was a good topic to talk about um i hope that the listeners had gotten something from that um, I'm sure that we didn't cover off on any everything with regard to planning, but at least uh, there's a lot of good takeaways from that. So um, in closing, um, just wanted to cover off on the next, uh, next week's topic. So I was actually going to propose we talk about something along the lines of conflict uh, resolution, conflict management, um, because it kind of ties into planning. It's not always something you can plan for in the workplace or in business or sport. Like it's just one of those things. Sometimes you can get really rattled from uh, a conflict. Um, and and how do you plan? Like how do you how do you deal with those situations without having practice? So uh, I'm going to share some of my insights, and I'm sure Abby will have some examples from her own uh, life as well that we can share as well. Um, so Definitely. on that. Uh, just wanted to cover off as well uh, on Abby 
your socials, how, how do people find you? So the main thing probably to do is to go onto my website and that'll link you to every single thing that I'm on, hopefully, apart from TikTok, but um, I'm, I'm new to TikTok. Um, so it's www.abigailvoices.com and you'll be able to see my links to my, I'm mainly on Instagram, which is abigail.portugal. No, sorry, I'll start again. abigail.voices.portugal. All right. Thank you, Abby. And um, myself, I'm pretty much same deal. Just head over to the criticalalpha.com website and that'll give you all of my links to all my socials. If you want to contact me directly, the same goes. And uh, that's the end of the Real Alpha Talk podcast episode.